Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez, and I'm Tim Flaherty, the Christian talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truths of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. All right, and welcome back to another week of Beyond the Walls. I am Tim Flaherty, your co-host, my friend and pastor Israel Rodriguez is with us today. Buenos dias, buenos dias, good morning Treasure Valley to Beyond the Walls, another episode, another Saturday, another day, another week, another month. Tim, October. It's over. We're fall. Yep. We have with us today a very special guest all the way from Trinidad and Tobago, a Pastor Dukan, who's going to share with us his life. This is going to be the first of three episodes and we're going to get to learn all about the pastor's life as a young man and his walk and his conversion to Christianity where uh, he is now and what he's doing in his ministry to help others and to bring a little bit of light into the world but as you all know we start the episode with a question of the week and this last week I had the opportunity to travel to an Indian reservation. And of course, uh, there are wealthy Indian reservations and there are poor Indian reservations. And and I guess you could define wealth and poverty in a lot of different ways, but I'm defining it in terms of, of revenue that the tribes themselves have. Of course, the uh, reservation that I visited, Duck Valley, which is on the border of Idaho and Nevada, and if you've never been there, it is a beautiful landscape, and I highly recommend you go. There's a little tiny sandwich shop, and it's more of a sandwich shack than it is a shop, and I would encourage you to go there and visit. There's a, a an amazing sandwich waiting for you in that little tiny blue shack on the side of the road. One of the things that I learned was the Duck Valley Reservation is a non-casino reservation. And they're meeting with the with the tribal council leaders and the and some of the members of the church there. Um, a very beautiful little Presbyterian church that's been there since uh, 1907. And even before then, in the 1800s, there's even a little tiny, like they called it a a cowboy preacher uh, shack, but the church building itself was built in 1907. And I learned that uh, they have been, there's been a great discussion amongst the tribe about whether or not having a casino would be a good thing for them because it would bring quite a lot of revenue mm -hmm. to the tribe mm -hmm. if they had a casino. It would bring a lot of money into their community and they might be able to do some good. But they have resisted that for years and years, decades even, because it can also bring with it treachery. Mm -hmm. And so my question, uh, we just have two minutes now that I've done all that explanation, but what is the Bible tell us about gambling, Pastor? What, what, give us some biblical wisdom. This is, this is a good question, and uh, I don't think the Bible have any mention to not to gamble per se. At least not in the sense of thou shall not gamble, eh? or or thou shall 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 not play uh, this this kind of uh, games. But the Bible does contain it does contain uh, a lot of principles that would apply to gambling. 
The Bible warns us to stay away from the love of money. 1 Timothy 6.10 For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many grift. So just food for thoughts, and this is what the Bible says. Pastor Dukan. Well, the heart can be overcharged. There is something about the overcharging of the heart. Money, having money is no problem. But money having you becomes the problem. So when the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil, it's not money. All of us need money. But when you love it, overcharge the heart. That is a spiritual heart. And once it overcharges the heart, you're going to find yourself into a serious problem. There's one example we can talk about. Judas, who was an apostle of God Almighty, called by God, but yet he loved money. And because he loved money, it ended up in this destruction. So the money, a love of money is very bad. So gambling is not according to the scripture. It's going to lead you into destruction and debt and all kinds of problems. With that, we'll be right back. Looking for a place to worship and connect in the Caldwell area? Come and join us at Deer Flat Church. We offer two Sunday morning services at 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m., providing flexibility to fit your schedule. Our services are filled with uplifting music, inspiring messages, and a warm, welcoming atmosphere. We believe that everyone is welcome, no matter where you are in your faith journey. Come see for yourself and experience the joy and fellowship of our community. Visit DeerFlat.org to learn more about our services and events. We look forward to seeing you there. So welcome back to Beyond the Walls. And uh, as we were speaking, you know, uh, just uh, a little bit ago, and uh, me and Duke and remembering, you know, this is this is Pastor Martin Brother Duke. And Duke just arrived into Idaho for the first time yesterday, and he's getting to meet uh, Team Flirty today, my co-host. And, and But he had met Team's brother in the island of Cuba. Uh, on Martin's, Pastor Martin from Dear Flat Church, first trip to Cuba, I remembered that he arrived and he was looking for me. He hadn't seen me. He had his bag next to him. I saw him. But Dukan was there in Cuba with me. Martin didn't know Dukan. Dukan went to help him, you know, with his <laughs> luggage. And Martin thought it was a burglar stealing from him, you know, as soon as he just arrived into Cuba. You know, he got involved into a robbery of the luggage. Oh, man, that was very, very funny. I, 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 I told Martin, hey, Martin, hey, Flaherty, it's okay. He's with me. He's with me. He just went ahead. So, Dukan, this is Tim. This is Martin's. Brother. Yes. Praise God. <laughs> nice glad to, to, glad to meet you. <laughs> glad to meet you, Pastor Dukan. And if you if you haven't heard the story of, of Martin and Cuba and the cheese, go back and listen to the first couple of episodes of our show and you'll get a chance to hear all about Cuba and the incredible journey that that uh, these men took down there. We're, we're hoping to have Pastor Martin back at our program to talk about Belize. Yes. And the trip and the mission there and, and what happened on this trip better. Yeah, we're going to have Pastor Martin back in a couple episodes, and he's going to be helping us l just learn a little bit more about the the effort that the church has been making in Belize and with the children, and you'll get an opportunity to hear from him again this year. But Pastor Dukan, 
I'm excited because th- for me, you don't understand. Normally, I do the interviewing, but today, Pastor Israel is going to is going to lift lift the heavy weights, and I'm excited to hear about your childhood. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm going to ask, where were you born, and tell us about your family and how you grew up. Uh, we we were born. Um, oh, I was born in Trinidad, in a small village. My parents, they, uh, my father being a Hindu and my mother a Muslim. So we religiously, and they sent us to Presbyterian Church. So I was mixed up, mm-hmm. mixed up in all kinds of belief system. One-third of each? One-third Hindu, one-third one Muslim, one-third Presbyterian? One-third Presbyterian. <laughs> I don't know how that worked. I don't know how that really worked. But as I grew up now, as for myself, I got married 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we have two, um, three children, two boys and one girl, three grandchildren. Mm. And we're looking forward to have more grandchildren and more years of marriage. So for <laughs> our listeners that don't know, tell us the island of Trinidad is where in the world? Well, it's, it's part of the Caribbean. It's, uh, uh, not, uh, it's almost close to Venezuela. I think it's uh, 11 miles from from the first point in Venezuela to Trinidad. They once say that Trinidad and Venezuela were two together, and then something sank, and so we we separated. But it's next to Venezuela. It's a nice island. Uh, We have an island of Tobago also with Trinidad. Tobago is one of the uh, nice islands you can come and spend some time with, because I've been to many parts of the Caribbean, but they can't touch Tobago's life, the beaches, the food, all of that. Excellent. Do they have great scuba diving there like they do in the Caymans? Uh, I don't know much about scuba diving because I love fishing. So oh, I, yes. some good fishing there. I True. fish, you can fish. And as a young man growing up in a household with a Hindu and uh, Muslim parents, Tell us, how did they meet? How did they come together? Because those two cultures, they traditionally would have arranged marriage, no? Yeah. Now, now my, my, where my mom used to live, I know my grandfather. My grandfather came from Pakistan, so we have Pakistan kind of peace on us, you know. And I think my father, as a young man, his sister was living about two houses away from where my mother used to live and a long time they would go to the pipe stand to full water and it seems as though from the story that I heard they ran away in a bicycle. One bicycle. One bicycle they towed together and ran away so that's how they really um, started <laughs> to you know so that's how they they actually got married. And that's how you became? Yes that's how I came. Oh. And are you the eldest no, I had a brother who was a pastor in New York. His church is in New York, mm-hmm. and he died a couple of years ago with, at fifty-eight with with, with renal cancer. Mm-hmm. And so that was the start. I'm the second. Uh, we are a family of five boys and three girls. Big family. Big family. Two lives in Florida. Uh, one lives in North um, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and one used to live in Texas. Did you come as a family to the United States when you were younger, or did you all emigrate here independently as adults? 
Uh, I, I never lived in in, in the states. No, oh, okay. So no. you're so so your family, your 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 siblings, they all came on their own when they were all older. On their own, yes, they came on their own. And and what is it that you do in the the country of Trinidad and Tobago? What what is it that you have a church there, or do you yeah. do a, a ministry of a different kind? No, I have a church. I I used to work in the government. Now retired. So I worked forty-two years for the government. What uh, was your job? My job was a what is called a draftsman, doing architect. Okay, is so, that is that something that you were interested in as a child, drawing? Absolutely not. No, I hated it. <laughs> you hated drawing. <laughs> if if we had a if we had a, a webcam here in the studio, and you see Dugan's face and his answer when he said absolutely. I thought, you know, I was waiting for the yes. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. You, you know, it, <laughs> he says no. So tell me then, as a child, what did you enjoy? Well, well actually, as a child, I really didn't enjoy much of 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 life because I was very inquisitive. Mm-hmm. I was inquisitive in such a way, especially in respect to God, always checking out this, checking out that. And I'm going to say something here. Uh, I, I saw my father at one time. Oh, long ago, you had rice, this rice field, and we would reap the rice and put it in a big box. And he hid something there. Mm-hmm. And I stole it. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't a Christian then, so, but I'm inquisitive. I wanted wanted to know what he hid in that box, and you know what he did? He hid the book of six and seven book of Moses. The Estegos.org community warehouse With is a we'll powerful right tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to ninety percent off retail prices. Membership to Estegas.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at astegas.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to astegas.org. So, Dukan, you, your father had the sixth and seventh book of Moses in there. Tell me a little bit about that. Now, a lot of people don't know, uh, they think the sixth and seventh book of Moses comes from God, but it is a demonic book. Okay. And I would tell people, do not read that book. Because I read it, just skimmed through it, and you can have whatever you want. You can be prosperous, you can have money, you want a wife, you want a girl, you want anything in life. You just make sacrifices to demonic names. They will give you the names, and you can have it. And it's not, I would advise people, don't read that book. It is not an inspired book. It's a demonic book. I put it back very quickly into the rice box. And did you have a discussion with your father about that? No, that's licks. We would get some licks. Spanking. Yes. And so you, so he was hiding that from you because he didn't want you to know about it, or you did you ever have a discussion with him about that? No, I think he was wanted to practice some sort of demonic things. So they did practice some stuff, like. Killing, uh, offering sacrifices to demons, and mm-hmm. they did that. And were, was your family very wealthy and successful because no, of that? No, 
we were never wealthy, not successful. It was trouble all along, so it didn't work. Yeah, I think that that's one of those things that people have to realize is that there is one true peace in, in the world. and That's Jesus. There is no true peace without Jesus. People are going to be empty, so let me say that one time, that that's what I sought for. I was empty growing up as a young man, very empty. I had everything that I wanted, but inside of me was very empty. And after a while, I found out that Jesus is the only one that can fill the emptiness inside. So I always use a statement when I preach, emptiness is the inheritance of all those who do not have the presence of God. So did you ever have an opportunity to evangelize to your parents? Did you ever have an opportunity to share with them the gospel? Uh, I shared the the gospel with my parents. Uh, My mommy was supposed to get baptized. Um, She got sick the same week that she's supposed to get baptized. Mm. She suffered with a stroke and couldn't talk Mm. after that, so I don't know the reason for that. My father, at the end of his life, did truly, I believe, he accepted the Lord. Mm -hmm. At the end of his deathbed, he made me say a final prayer, talk with him, and I believe that he went to be with the Lord. So I think it had some effect there. When was that turning point in your life, Dukan? Because coming from a Muslim, Hindu, Presbyterian, Christian background, what was the turning point that you would say was the time that you gave up, you surrendered your life to God? What was that question that the Holy Spirit helped you answer yourself that you said, I am a child of God. What happened? Well, it was one day of searching for truth, searching for something to fill the emptiness inside. I went jogging that day. I was married at that time and came home. And I was listening to one of the preachers, popular preachers in our country. And he was speaking and then someone just speaking to my spirit. You are a selfish man. I said, that's not me. Who are you talking to? Can't be me. Then I realized that it was Jesus that was saying. That's the turning point. It was there. 180 degrees turn around from the world into the church. I just took up what I have, went to my brother who was a pastor, and said, I am ready to serve the Lord. It has to be a... A, a, and an encounter with God before that change took place for a person like me. It is said that many roads lead yeah. to heaven. What was your It, it is said in my, in my situation own there. decision, I, I wanted to serve God, and I said I wanted to start it, my father's religion. That's why I wanted to start it. I started reading the Bhagavad Gita, which is one of the Hindus, Hindu books, but not long after, this is the encounter I had with Jesus, and I made a turn immediately and went and served God up to this moment that I am here now. Well, praise the Lord for that. And uh, I met Duke in, uh, in 2014 in the island of Trinidad uh, during a mission conference, and I got connected you and Pastor David Moreno from Cuba, myself, and this is this is more than than 
a brother in, in Christ. Is, you are a friend to me, and I'm very happy you took the time to come and visit with us and share your story and your testimony. And Tim? I have to really wonder, when you were a young man and you're growing up there and you have, you're the second oldest of all these children, it, what was school like for you? Our school was normal. It's just going to school just to try to get an education, to get a job. That's it. It never really had any impact upon me. But all I, I didn't know that I had a calling. Never knew. It's only when I came in contact with Jesus that I realized that God called me into ministry. And then when you went on and decided to, to look for a wife as a young man, did you look for someone who was a Christian that could serve alongside you? Well, when I, when I became a Christian, I, I was not baptized as yet. Uh, I, I became a Christian before my wife. So what I did, I lived on the hill, and my, my, the girl I was looking at, she was living down the hill. So I would try to get her into the same taxi, and then I asked her to be a friend. And she literally said, no, I don't want to be your friend because she knew my background. I have experienced almost everything this world has to offer. Every single thing, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And she knew my background and decided not to be my friend. But I heard the preacher said, according to God's will, I didn't understand what is the will of God and all of that. And then I said, God, you know, she says no. So what do I do? Well, according to the will, if it's possible, let it be done. And not long after, she came to me and says, okay, I'm ready to be your friend. <laughs> so, I wish you could see the smile on this man's face. <laughs> and that was 40 years ago. 40 years ago. And she has been uh, one, not one. She's my best friend. And, and we're looking forward for many more years to come. That she would always be my best friend. Dedicated. Uh, pastor's wife, so to speak. It's if, if ladies are listening outside there, it's not easy to be a, a pastor's wife, especially with me. Living with a pastor like me is very hard, and she stood with me, and she enjoyed being with me, I believe. <laughs> well, and, and in the next episode, we're going to get an opportunity to hear all about Pastor Dukan's uh, ministry as a young man, and he and his wife, uh, and a little bit of their journey together. And then, of course, uh, later on, we'll hear what you're doing right now as a minister. Uh -huh. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Pastor Dave Magira with The Teacher and the Preacher. People have asked, how can we pray for Israel? Let me give you some ways to pray that are directly given to us from Israel itself. Pray that God would accompany our troops into battle, that he would fight alongside them, that he would protect them from all harm, that he would miraculously bring all of the captives home without our needing to release and negotiate with murderers and terrorists in return. That he would bless our leaders with courage and wisdom and perseverance to make difficult decisions and ultimately have the willingness and wherewithal to destroy our enemies, not just deter them, so that this never, ever happens again. And pray that he would place within the nations of the world a heart of understanding and spirit Please pray that he would bless our land and our people with a true and lasting peace, a peace where children no longer need to fear the sound of a siren. May God grant Israel his peace. Thank you for praying. 
And we're back again with Beyond the Walls. I'm Tim Flaherty, your co-host, and we have, of course, Pastor Israel with us and Pastor Dukan from the island of Trinidad and Tobago. We're just getting to know Pastor Dukan, and uh, we'll have him back next week uh, for another episode where we're going to get to hear all about his journey as a young preacher, and we hope that you'll join us. This is Beyond the Walls and the, the gospel outside of the four walls of the church. Duke, and would you lead us in prayer and say a prayer for that audience out there? Maybe somebody listening, looking for hope, wanting to be heard, wanting to find that answer in Jesus. And would you take this time to lead us in a word of prayer, please? Sure. Father, we come to you in the name which is above every other name, at the name of Jesus Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I pray for those who listen to this this broadcast. The Lord, I don't know how you do it, but it work. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto them that believe. I pray that somebody would be convicted. Somebody would believe that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world somebody as you sp- as i speak now someone need a deliverer someone need deliverance somebody need a, a a miracle in their life i pray god that they receive it in the name of jesus right now i thank you lord for many who would receive jesus christ as lord and savior you can do it now in jesus name i pray amen Amen. What a beautiful prayer, Pastor. Thank you so much for that. And for those of you out there listening in the world with us, I just want to say thank you. And if you are a pastor or if you are a teacher or if you work for a nonprofit or if you are a congregant, please go to estegos.org, A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G, and sign up for our community warehouse. We would love to have you as a member. And we appreciate the fact that we are meeting ministers and pastors from all over the community, helping them find the things they need in order to do their ministry. I want to-